All right, we're back. This is the Edible Valley podcast. We've been away for a few weeks. It is a busy spring and summer in the Comox Valley. Lots to talk about. John, how are you doing, mate? I'm doing great. And today we're going to talk about a little convention that I took place at in Niagara Falls. It's exciting. And we've got a special guest all coming up on the Edible Valley podcast. Do you ever wonder where your food comes from? That's what got us started on this adventure. In each episode, we ask experts to weigh in on the food topics that matter to you, from growers to producers to chefs. And I challenge John, Darren, and you to learn more about your food and the stories behind it. From our hub on Vancouver Island in the beautiful Comox Valley, join us as we explore our edible valley. All right, so John, Who's, who's a special guest? Let's just let's blow this story right open. Well, we have Aaron with us today. <laughs> Hi, Aaron. Hi, it's nice to be here. First ever podcast. First ever appearance on the Edible Valley podcast. Uh, do you want to just introduce yourself? Yes. Uh, so I'm Aaron Halschuk. Uh, work for the Comox Valley Record, um, have two podcasts of my own as well, but it's first time appearance on the Edible Valley and really happy to be here. Do you want to give your podcast a plug? Yes, that would be great. I have uh, two podcasts through Black Press Media. So we have the Off the Page podcast, which is a bi-weekly podcast that focuses on different people and stories in the Comox Valley, as well as uh, the NFL Report, which is a Vancouver Island-based uh, sports podcast. Uh, that's done with a co-worker of mine out of Parksville. Excellent. Okay, so check those out if you're interested in those things. Now, you've both been on a little trip. Yes. Well, because, uh, I mean, a little bit of other news that we should bring up on the <laughs> podcast, but uh, me and Aaron got engaged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is your arm around our guest? Like, Who is this person? <laughs> Yeah, so big. I mean, should we do a clap? Let's do a clap. Yeah. Hey! Yeah, so engaged, um, which is very, very exciting. Yeah. Yes. Who's your MC? Oh, I think we have this. Uh, some guy. Some guy who works on the radio. Just some guy. And the podcast, <laughs> maybe? Does some podcasting. So. Some guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's very exciting. Any rough dates for that? We are looking mm-hmm. at October 14th. Yes. That's so exciting. Yeah. Cool. So we're going to nice do weather. a beautiful little ceremony down at the Filberg. Yeah. Nice. Maybe some lunch, dinner at the locals, and then we've rented a hall for... Oh, why'd you pick locals? I uh, just thought it'd be a, a nice random one. restaurant. Random yeah. restaurant. Yeah. I've yeah. heard good things. <laughs> the uh, reviews are good. The reviews are good, yeah. But talking so. of good things, I came here for a, a three-course, four-course meal. Mm. No, four-course, including the amuse-bouche that you delivered to the table, which was ceviche. Absolutely delicious. Um, I ate like a 14th century English king. <laughs> just, it was all... I was expecting them to wheel some pheasant up to me. Uh, I had the napkin tucked into I, my collar. I came out to the table and saw Will, and I was like, very well played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so, so... So good. I mean, every mouthful. So really do check out uh, Locals Restaurant. Uh, you don't have to eat like a 14th century king. But I find it really good for stuff you just couldn't even, don't even try and make it. The flavor <laughs> combinations. There's so many layers to each dish. And you taste it and you're just like, oh my God. And this is a bacon 
burger sort of guy <laughs> talking here. So thank you very much. That was really, we really had a good oh, time for that. Glad to have you come in. Birthday. Oh, thank yeah. you. Uh, so let's talk about this little trip you've been doing. Mm-hmm. Well, I brought Erin along because she is not the, uh, what's, I don't want to say not a foodie, but not a chef. I in have any. no problems <laughs> saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it's interesting that I just wanted to talk about this convention that we went to mm-hmm. because we got to see, a, see it from two different point of views. Definitely okay. yeah. from my point of view yeah. of being a chef and what I got out of it. And then uh, Aaron as being a, what they call it, a companion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. and what she got to enjoy yeah. out of it. So Amazing. It, and it was in Niagara, Ontario. Yes, Niagara Falls, which is, uh, the falls are absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Definitely something I would recommend if you have a chance to go check out the falls. Do you check out New York side or just the... uh, We just did the Canadian... We saw it from a distance. Yeah, Yeah, we saw it. We're like, yeah, no, we'll stay here in Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, we we felt a little... We were going to cross the bridge over there and just ran out of time. So that was on our plan. Lots of of lovely pictures. Lots of lovely pictures. We did get a chance to do a little bit of exploring in the area, which was really nice. We got out to Niagara on the lake and got to check out a I couple of that. vineyards. That's a lot. Yeah, uh, Niagara on the lake is beautiful. Uh, the vineyards are great. Uh, did you check out Wayne Gretzky's place? I missed out we on Wayne. drove by it. Did we get by we Wayne drove Gretzky? By we, went, it. we went for a taster there. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. uh, really great place. I recommend that and all the vineyards around Niagara. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, really good time. So let's talk food. Well, let's talk about the, uh, the National Chef yeah. Federation. Um, as in, I've been a member since 2008, I believe. <clears throat> I've worked all my way up, and apparently I am, I shouldn't say apparently, but I am officially now the president of the North Vancouver Island Chefs Association. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. So Leslie has, yeah, Leslie, Leslie? Leslie Stab, is she, okay? she is okay. okay. She has just done this for, we realized, 13 years. And she's like, I just, she wants to take a little bit of a step back, you know, and she's, you know, it's time to relax. So she's still staying on as our chair of of the association. Nice. Uh, So she still will be the the reference, but I get to make all the fun phone calls and text (laughs) messages and harass people about coming to events and all that fun stuff now. All right. So So I think the timing of the conference worked out really well for you. Yes. Introducing yourself in that new position. Yes, because I got to my first day, I showed up there and I got stuck into the, well, I shouldn't say stuck, mm-hmm. but went into the AGM, mm-hmm. which was very dry. And I got to, luckily, I got to sit next to um, uh, Renault St. Pierre. Dry, by the way. That boom. <laughs> 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 um, I, the one word I do know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, great. And, and How's I got, he is doing great. We had a wonderful time with him and Trish in Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. We really got to connect with them and, and chat and had a wonderful time. And it was great for Erin because she got to, to meet uh, Trish really and got to get to know her. So. We did nice. get to connect really well, especially on some of the companion tours that we went on. So yeah. it was really nice oh, to kind of step away from the conference, but still have that connection. So that was really nice. Okay. Well, let's talk about food. So how, how are all these things going to affect the food scene in the Comox Valley and obviously across Canada. Well, what this the whole function of the the sorry, the what is the the term for the thing was building the future for a strong foundation. Okay. So it was about connecting with people. Right. Was really because we've had this sort of disconnect over the last few years, uh, some pandemic thing happened, I oh, believe. Gosh, I yeah. can't remember now, but <laughs> it's it's reestablishing those bonds with people. So that was sort of the talk. So it wasn't as, I don't know if I got as much out of food out of this, but then I got a lot out of how to deal with with my team 
right. and how to deal with my restaurant and how to yeah. deal with yeah. people outside of my restaurant and stuff like that. So we had some great, great seminars, great functions and just chatting and just being able to connect. So for me, yeah, being in Niagara Falls and going to this AGM and getting to meet all the chefs and shaking, you know, all the different regions because all the chefs uh, associations are by region, so yeah. basically across Canada. So it's all of them. Mm-hmm. How many are there? Uh, that would be a question I didn't come prepared with. <laughs> <laughs> there is quite a few of them. So, yeah. like, if you think about it, we have North Vancouver Island, we have Victoria, yeah, we have Vancouver, we have Okanagan. Uh, that's just BC. There's mm. a couple more in BC. Uh, and then we go to Alberta, Saskatchewan, mm. Manitoba. So it basically reaches across yeah. the whole the whole country, which is great. And so each region sends a president into the into great. the meeting and we all And is it a vote. yearly thing? Uh, it is a yearly thing, so every yeah. year. So next year we're going to Edmonton. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, so I get to go to Edmonton and represent uh, the North Vancouver Island Chefs Association. I have to do a report about what we did throughout the year and what events we took place in. And right. uh, then we do a voting on um, uh, Chef of the Year, Member of the Year. Anyways, and we, it was fun because Leslie Stav got to stand up there and nominate Tammy. Oh, okay. For, Excellent. For yeah. The, uh, yeah. And that, and the, if you want to hear about that, that's about two podcasts ago. Two podcasts podcast? ago. That's with Tammy. exciting. Yeah. And was there lots of tears? It, I, I was like, I was like, go Tammy, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So that was just, it was kind of, that was the fun. And that was sort of my introduction to the place. So, yeah. very intimidating because there's like all these chefs from, you know, all these, you know, Big the cities. president yeah. of the national, the, there is, uh, you know, people applying to be the president of the World Chefs Association, you know. Oh, like there is a world one. There's a world. So it's called WAC. <laughs> of course it is. I, I, of course it is. Uh, and so, yeah. And so they do they, uh, the same thing. They hold uh, meetings every year around yeah. the world. So next year, I believe it's in Singapore. Or this oh, year it's nice. in Singapore. Yeah. So all the chefs from... There will be a delegate of yeah. uh, the North Bank, or, or sorry, of the Canadian, Canadian Federation going down there. Yeah, okay, the whole thing. Yeah, we also had the American Association there with us. Their mm-hmm. president was there with us, and so... Oh, great. Yeah, it okay. was it's really neat for somebody who isn't involved in the culinary world. Like yeah. my, my ability is microwaving, and that's probably about <laughs> it. Yeah. So for somebody coming into this completely out of the element... I think I took away quite a bit and sort of bouncing off of what you said, it was really interesting because the topics were really relevant to any kind of industry, right? Whether it's culinary or media, which is my world or anything else. It was just like those human connections, leadership, diversity, how to diversify, whether it's your kitchen, whether it's, you know, your workforce, however, and just really making those, I think you're right, coming together, making those connections, which, like I said, for somebody who's completely outside of this particular world, I actually got a lot out of it too. So that was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, what what's your main takeaway would you say i would say it's probably making those those human connections and that's what i found really actually very surprising was how much i i took away from this i went into it going like i'm just there for support to yeah, see yeah, niagara yeah. falls to yeah. meet some people that i've heard about but never actually seen yeah, their yeah. faces she's like i'm gonna drink a lot of wine gonna, <laughs> let's not talk about that part <laughs> Uh, you know, really sample the local cuisine. Yeah. Um, 
but I actually got a lot out of it and, and so much so that we've actually followed up with some of the people at the conferences over email and yeah. just furthering those connections. And they're not necessarily, not necessarily culinary based ones, but just other um, opportunities going forward. So it was really neat. I going in not expecting to have any of this and now stepping away from it going like, this is really neat. neat. Mm-hmm. We've made a lot of further connections so and did people that were a part of this were all of them connected in some way or was there kind mm-hmm. of like a delegate option well everyone is like they're all from associations yeah. from across canada mm-hmm. so that was a great yeah um uh, a demographic of of our industry uh i would say that a strong portion of it was very institutional right and so i'm seeing a lot of cooking schools so okay. basically because the instructors have a time to yeah. come also a lot of instructors brought a lot of their students mm-hmm. to okay. the event because it's a great for yeah. them like we met this one young girl who wanted to really wants to get into pastries and she was really curious to go to uh, Prince Edward Island to do there because they've got one of the stronger culinary schools yeah. in Canada and so she was really really wanted to go there and so we were able to network and yeah. line her up with one of oh, the instructors wow. from there so she got to get a little bit of background I mean that was mostly Erin that she was from uh, Saskatchewan and literally she said that was her first time on an airplane was traveling to Niagara Falls and oh. she was 16 or 17 years old and she was not sure kind of how to navigate so it was just really nice to make those connections again you know being completely out of my element I was like I don't know anything about cooking but But you know we can kind of help you navigate the networking part of it which was really neat because it must have been so scary for someone that's right I mean you you said I was scared I was intimidated myself being there I mean one of the best things we had um Pete what's his last name oh Oh, we're going to totally mess this up. So he was our MC of the event. Aaron's going on her phone because they gave us a nice little app that had like all the speakers. Anyways, Pete got on there and he did the first thing with like getting everyone to communicate. So the first thing he does is he gets us all to take out our phone and he's like, Mm -hmm. text someone you haven't been in communication with for a long time. So what do I do? I texted our old uh, podcast host, Blaine Prowse. Oh, nice. (laughs) And I was like, Blaine, we got to connect again. And then I turned around to Leslie, who was sitting beside me, and she's like, I'm like, who'd you text? And she's like, it's five in the morning in BC. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the time change. Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, you would have been, uh, yeah. yeah. But my second thing is after we, 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 he talked a little bit about communicating and and how much this is, like it's a social disorder that we are not, we've lost this connection with people. Yeah. And like the, you know, like we, it's important to our souls and to and our positivity and our energy mm-hmm. that this is a you know to to fill up on the energy of connecting with people because yeah. we're social people and that's yeah. what we are yeah uh, anyways but then the next thing was like turn around and tell someone behind you three things about yourself jeez oh, anyways this young girl i turned in it was her instructor and we ended up chatting and you know right. he told me about how he loves his dog and and how he loves his job and and it was just a really really good event yeah oh absolutely love i always remembered i went to a church of england school and in like mass we had to turn around and go peace be with you peace be with you and I think Michael had this, Michael Scott in the office, yes. where he was like, oh, this is awesome. Hey, peace be with you, peace be with you. That, just that, <laughs> you know, connection with people. Oh, and just talking to people you might not, might not otherwise. It's really fun. That was one of the things, speaking of things to take away from the conference, that I was really impressed by. Because, again, I had this sort of, 
preconceived notion that it would be very um, technical, like you mentioned, right. or really heavy on like the culinary things, which I think some of it certainly was, but that was something that I was really impressed with, was yeah. just those networking opportunities and the connections, especially for somebody who doesn't have a background in it. And I met other, other partners and other um, family that were there to support people who were at the conference and made really neat connections that way as well. It's, so, yeah. it's great because, I mean, all the industries are the same at the very top. Yes. It's the same. You get the same characters. It's just talking about different, different things. Different topics. That's yeah. right. I mean, I've got... <laughs> I've got my finger in the restaurant and the radio and real estate and they're all, it's just so interesting that when you're in meetings, it's, it's just completely different, but you get the same characters and it's, I don't know, it's quite comforting that sense. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I'm trying to think of some of the other things. Like we, it's just so many interesting moments. We had the, well, the faces of food. So, um, that was talking about, um, the people in the industry and the diversity in the industry and how we did have a moment there where we realized that, you know, we had a panel come up of different ethnicities who have run kitchens and very successful in their careers. And this was a room of, you know, older white men. Yeah. And so, and not a lot of women's, but on one thing, you know, they sort of said like, you know, it's, it's a little intimidating for them to stand in front of us and preach to us about how we need to be more inclusive with more things. But, you know, like uh, the association has gotten more inclusive. And the one thing I realized from this is that I was like, and I didn't get a chance to say it there, which I wish I had, is that this was the people that were there was mostly institutional. And we did a hands up of how many people were from restaurants. And I think there was of a hundred of us, I think five of us put our hands up. Oh, really? Yeah, and, and so, that's great that y you're part of that. Then, because yeah, that, that for locals and for this town, it shows that it's very much on the on the ground. It's not just people that are institutional yeah. in an in institution. It's it's kind of gets out there to everyone. Yeah, and so part of my feeling is that my kitchen is very diverse. I have mm, a lot yeah. of I have a lot of women working in my kitchen, which is a Amazing, and that's something to say 10, 15 years ago wasn't a thing, mm. you know. Um, I still have a long way to go because I feel some of these people need to be in more of a management mm. position to mm. sort of take effect. I mean, like, hey, I'm just a middle-aged white guy, right? So. <laughs> but it was an interesting point because I think another person that we spoke to was a student. Uh, she was an international student. She was uh, in school in Toronto and she came to the conference, but she was telling us that she had to pay for everything. She couldn't afford to stay at the right. hotel, so she had to stay at an Airbnb nearby. And so I think it's sort of opening the doors to those opportunities as yeah. well, that those people who want to get into the industry um, maybe aren't even from Canada, yeah. it was really difficult for them to even get to these conferences. Right. And it's the same I know in journalism as well. So I think maybe being a little bit more aware to those opportunities too, yeah. like so maybe not necessarily preaching to the choir, but those who are trying to get in yeah. that are having difficulties, whether it's financial or whether, you know, yeah. whatever, uh, that was really eye-opening for me as well to, to see that, that yeah. those, those exist, those struggles exist as well. Cause I know they certainly exist in, in media and journalism, yeah. trying to diversify newsrooms and trying to get the people to come to conferences who maybe don't have those opportunities to actually get them to come. So yeah. it was nice to see her there as well. Yeah, but. we also got into a whole debate with uh, the uh, with, with the chef who's in charge of the the the, um, the chef to cuisine course, 
and him just saying like we have these amazing chefs from all over the world but they don't do french cooking right and our whole chef de cuisine program is set behind doing french cooking okay and so it's like we need to modify this program to be like if you're a chinese chef and or a japanese chef i'm using them as because like mm-hmm. they're some of the best world renowned right yeah like mm-hmm. for those guys and the talent they have their cooking styles are completely different and the techniques they use are different than what they use in europe but they are still at the top of the game and they are at that level yeah. of any classically trained French chef. So yeah. it's just changing those standards to make it yeah. more uh, acceptable to everyone, you yeah. know, like, and, and to different cuisines in different regions. Yeah. And I know, I think it's one of the, the themes that I took away from it was like, just because this is the way it's been done doesn't necessarily make it the right way. Yeah. Or there could be other right ways of doing so it. So is it a bit like if I, I came uh, to Canada and it was just kind of assumed that I'd make fish and chips and that would be my right. thing. And it's a bit like, well, why can't I do you know, Brazilian food? Why can't I do French food or in this certain style? I, I like that because mm-hmm. you might look at someone who's from China and go, well, they're going to be making Chinese food. But why? Right. If they've got the talent... You just mm-hmm. feed that through into something different. Absolutely. You know, if they were if they were born there, it's quite natural that they would have a speciality in that area. But why not expand to an area that can the sky's the limit, not just one small oh. part. Right. And then just the ability to bring infusion into cooking, yeah. like that's yeah. been my entire career is taking different flavors. Yeah. As you said, when you came in here for your dinner the other night, we infuse these flavors to create yeah. these beautiful dishes. Yeah. And a lot of those flavors aren't. It was the scallops. I'm really, really <laughs> the yeah. Well, they've so they've got good. coconut in them, right? Yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. not a European flavor, right? Yeah, but yeah. One Amazing. of the highlights I do remember is we got the opportunity to meet the Canadian ambassador to Norway. Yes, and okay. that was really interesting because the uh, Norwegian culinary team. I'm probably getting that. It's the Nordic Nordic culinary team because it was all right. from Iceland, Finland. Sweden, Sweden, Finland, Finland. Yeah. Yeah. Denmark. 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 Thank you. yeah. They were sometimes Greenland. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, there wasn't anyone from there Greenland. There was no. <laughs> uh, they were there, and that was a really neat opportunity to see a different perspective on their their culinary presentation. And we were able to chat with the ambassador from Canada, uh, and he was sort of telling us what they were bringing to it. And one of the dishes that I tried was probably the one and only vegetarian dish that they had offered, but it was kind of the hit of the night that night, wasn't it? I would say Aaron lucked out because they did this, um, was it a poached um, Mm -hmm. celery root? Uh, I can't even remember what was on the dish it's now. It's beautiful. But it was this beautiful, and I've never seen, I've never had so many chefs approach me and, have you tried that? Have really? You tried that? And they had like beautiful, like some smoked salmon and some some scallops in a ceviche and these other beautiful little tarts and, and all these wonderful things. But then, yeah, we got to the, that one was just like, just it was just beautiful and just wow. well presented and just, yeah, just elegant. So... And it was funny that the ambassador was like, that was my least favorite. Yeah. <laughs> just, that, just that is one example, though, of, of giving you an interest in something that you may not have had, and that's that cross-border thing. You yeah. know, you might end up being inspired by that enough to put something in onto the menu that's got a great story behind it. I know that just me coming in here took me off the regular burger trail that I tend to find right. myself on. Yeah. And now, um, when I'm 
in a, a nice area, a nice restaurant, I'm going to be very excited. Like, right, looking forward. Maybe I'm a bit of a foodie now, <laughs> you know. But it was a great experience, yeah. Well, I liked about the, the Nordic team, too, is they also did, you missed this one, but mm. they did a, a sustainability conversation. And it was great because they were like, look, sustainability is, you know, recycling, you know, reducing, yeah. reusing. They said it's also the sustainability of your work environment. Yeah. So they were looking at, like, they have been looking at changing how their restaurants work. Yeah. Like, there was one girl who was from a Michelin star restaurant, and they only work eight-hour shifts. Right. Which is traditionally with kitchens as 14, 15 hours, blah, blah, blah. Let's kill ourselves. Yeah. And they're like, no, this is not. We have an early shift, and we have a late shift. And I was actually impressed. I'm like, it's the same shift I use in my work. <laughs> and that was something that was passed down from Renault, So And that's not always the case. Um, even uh, even in the UK, you know, I had to, I'd arrive, uh, I was a restaurant manager for a while there. I'd arrive at nine in the morning and I'd leave at 11 at night right. um, and you wouldn't have any life and you were low paid rushed around all day you know and yeah. you just got into the wheel rotating it so that was yeah. something yeah. they brought up and made us a look into like hey we need to rethink how we run our kitchens and, yeah and if we're to be stable and sustainable we just have to work this way so great I do have to say one funny stereotype about the Nordic team was we met one of the people in the elevator in the hotel and he was carrying a bunch of charcuterie boards and we're like oh what's this he goes I'm returning them to Ikea <laughs> great <laughs> he's like they're super supportive of us I was like well played <laughs> wow. Oh, I love that. I actually really love stereotypes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Is there anything else? You, you know, know what? I'm mention? just going to ramble off some of the other things. Like, it yeah, was, we just had like miscellaneous. So many great, like we had, I have to bring out a shout out to Team Canada mm. and Junior Team Canada who yes. made all our food there as well as the hotel, which did our lunches and breakfasts that we, every morning they put a big breakfast buffet for us. Which nice. we had to be there first thing in the morning, and then they put a lunch out. But then, like all the industry would also have food out there, so as well. So, but yeah, the the team Canada and the junior team both put on like great spreads for us and did some big dinners, oh. as well like, some gala dinners and stuff like that, which were incredible. And we were able to see a member of your local 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 uh, team. we had Macy, mm -hmm. who was with us, and she was working up a storm. I the poor girl had her head down the entire time. Uh, we're going to be doing an episode with Macy and Great. actually a couple of the of the women of uh, of locals here in a bit that have just done a bunch of training with us. So okay, I want to talk about and they're both they're all award winning. Like I've literally got the best crew right now. And I know some of them are moving on, but right now it's just incredible to have these three with uh, me. So. And right in the middle of the summer. Right in the so middle of the summer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's awesome. What else? We, we There was a whole bunch on um, just some different cooking texts, mixology, mocktails. We did a big talk about um, cannabis. Nice. And okay. that was quite yeah. interesting and doing cocktails with cannabis. Just, oh, wow. <laughs> which was like creating, so taking mocktails and adding a little bit of uh, uh, of marijuana, I guess. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm totally THC <laughs> to with something. And then, yeah, and just, just the experience you can have that and doing food pairing dinners with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe not my cup of the tea, maybe not something you'll be getting at locals, but it was just an interesting, <laughs> interesting <laughs> way. Any rumors. Yeah, yeah, interesting yeah. way to, to do that. So, yeah, it was just, it was great time. We had such fun. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think we both took a lot out of it. We both came back pretty, pretty pumped. Yeah. 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 
And, you know, being in Niagara Falls was beautiful walking. It's a very special yeah. place for it sure. Is. Yeah, it yeah. Is. Um, We need to get uh, JP mm. and Colin here. JP is our mixologist from mm. the Atlas. Oh, yeah. Um, and Colin is a, a wonderful new barman. He's got many fingers in many pies. Yes. And he just goes the extra mile. We were talking about him last night. We at were. The, uh, at a... At an event. Yeah. Oh, Colin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, with James. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah he's pretty well renowned. Yeah. Uh, he's at, he was actually calling my radio show on the weekend, uh, pretending to be someone else, <laughs> talking about, can I say this, pubic hair toothbrushes. Oh, interesting. And I was like, brilliant, thanks. <laughs> uh, and then he showed me the messages, and I was like, you bastard, that was you. Uh, but no, he's a bit of an absolute, he's a bit of a legend, and he really goes the extra mile. He does, he, he's the king of pranks in the workplace. I'll be serving a table, and he'll walk up to me and go there you go just hand me a cucumber or oh. something like that <laughs> and then walks off and uh, and I have to explain it to oh, customers who are wondering what good is going on yeah. he'll be like I have no idea <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't um, even work here <laughs> yeah. um, alright then well thank you for that was a, that thank was a you. really good one um, we will be back soon we've got lots of people we want to interview coming up we are going to get someone from the Atlas a few loads of people from the Atlas actually we've, we've got a, a couple other farmers I've got my, my little dream team here to talk about yeah. what it's like to compete and do an apprenticeship underneath me. Great. That's an awful. Oh, yeah. I'm going to listen to that one. No, no pressure there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Chef, you're the best. Because <laughs> I haven't signed any paperwork yet. Oh, awesome. All right. So plenty more still to come this summer, 2023 on the Edible Valley podcast. I want to thank Aaron for coming yeah, on cheers, and Aaron. talking thank with us. Thank you for having me. And why don't you... Sp- uh, spit out some of the uh, details for your podcast again. So, yeah, our so podcast. Yes. So we are finally restarting our uh, one podcast, the NFL Report. We were on a bit of a hiatus, but now we are coming back. Uh, so every second week at blackpressmedia.ca or the comoxvalleyrecord.com or wherever you download your podcast. You nice. Can get that there. Okay. And let's also give a little mm-hmm. plug because it's just come out. Well, yes. it came out last week because this will be going up. Uh, the Trio magazine. Yes. So I'm also the editor of our quarterly magazine in the Comox Valley called Trio magazine. And the edition that just came out, our summer edition, actually has a very special connection to the culinary world. It's our culinary edition. So we do have a supplement on some local restaurants, including locals. And we do have some stories as well. The timing worked out really well on a couple of culinary gems in the Comox Valley, including Austin, who is one of the uh, chefs here at Locals. You need to follow him uh, on Facebook, ADT Music. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, he did make our theme music for the beginning of this episode, too. Oh, did he make that? That was so talented. He's very engaging and funny on Facebook. Like, I always stop on his videos. He is is very funny. He's an excellent, talented singer and songwriter, but he's very, uh, when he dances, it just gets me every time. It just makes you giggle. Yeah. (laughs) And we also have a story on Tammy, who I know was a guest on the podcast, not too long yeah. ago as well so we have a little yeah. feature on all of her work with her students through sd71 it's and almost uh, like a what she's done of this absolutely oh, yeah. i'm so excited for her she's just moved on to a new position where mm. she's taking care of all the apprentices in the comox valley i believe yeah yeah and so this will be it would be amazing to have someone yeah who has got a cooking background within her that's going to help you know, promote the industry within it. it. And And is so well connected as well. It's so well connected to all the chefs and all the restaurants in town. And so it'd be nice that these people who want to get into this field, 
at other schools that aren't at Marcus Isfeld. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where she is, we'll have an opportunity to get into the into this this profession. And so. I think this area, uh, North Island, is very special for food. I think we have the potential for being a bit of an outline of how other people. It almost seems like we should do a podcast about this area. Yeah, we should. Yeah. <laughs> what? Focusing on this area. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right. Well, it's been a. Thank you very much for joining us. All right, there we go. And that wraps up another episode of the Edible Valley podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And a special thanks goes to the local businesses that help support our podcast. They make it possible for us to showcase your local food community. We'd love you to follow us on your preferred social media at Edible Valley, where you can check out our blog, find recipes and tips, behind the scenes, and of course, keep a lookout for where we are going to turn up next in your Edible Valley. <laughs> My mouth is running. Um, okay, so I'm just going to let you discuss what we're talking about. Yeah, okay. I'm so. in, but I'm going to be open about that. When we yeah, sure. as in the thing yeah. is, we're talking about the Canadian Culinary Federation's Nash 60th National Convention. And this has been Falls. an edible valley. Great. And then we're going to introduce you first ever time podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Exciting. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> okay, ready again?